listening to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, live from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. Now alongside Coach Edwards, the voice of the Sun Devils, Tim Healy. It's been nearly two full years since we last gathered in this friendly, familiar setting to have a weekly, hour-long conversation about Arizona State football. But tonight... With the start of the 2021 college football season just 48 hours away, we are back at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen in Tempe, and so are a dedicated group of Sun Devil fans here to listen in as we spend the next hour previewing a highly anticipated season of Arizona State football. As we welcome you all to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Good evening, everybody. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football. Delighted to be back here with all of you as I get set to launch my 24th season as the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football. And with me is fourth-year Arizona State head coach Herm Edwards. And together, Herm and I welcome you to the show, which comes your way, as we said, from the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen on First and Farmer in Tempe. Come on down. we got room for you. Enjoy great food, tasty beverages, and some great Sun Devil football talk here at the Lodge. We have several guests joining us on tonight's season opening show. Two of ASU's defensive captains, cornerback Chase Lucas and linebacker Kyle Soley will drop by for a visit, as will second-year Sun Devil offensive coordinator Zach Hill. And this being a football show, we are formatted just like a football game in quarters, if you will. So without further ado, on to the first quarter of tonight's show. Welcome to All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, the first quarter. And right now, it's my pleasure to say hello to the fourth-year head coach of the Arizona State Sun Devils, whose team will take on Southern Utah University at Sun Devil Stadium Thursday night. Herm Edwards in the house. Herm, good to see you here. It was good to be seen. It's good to be back. At, at our age, it's good to be seen anywhere. Absolutely. Much, you know? Absolutely. But yeah, I was thinking, I was doing the math. I think it's been 20 months, uh, a little bit shy of two years, our last show here at the Lodge was, I think, the week before the uh, Sun Bowl game yes. against Florida State in El Paso in December of 2019. Can you put in perspective just how the world has changed uh, for your football program in the two years since? Well, I think, as you just mentioned, the world has changed and, and how we had to deal with it and uh, your ability to, uh, to adapt. And that's the one thing I've always said about this football team, um, I took over four years ago, and, and I think that has kind of been our deal. You know, how do you adapt with situations that come about? What are you going to do, right? And, and these guys have a good mindset. Uh, and I think when COVID hit us, um, we were a team that um, it actually brought us closer together uh, after our first game against USC, and then we, we were shut down again for three weeks. And I think from that day forward, we kind of meshed together as a team. We found our way to the last two games, and then our season was over. It was four-game season for us. Yeah. But um, we were excited about these two guys coming back. They had the ability to leave. But um, they decided to come back with a bunch of other seniors figuring that uh, this is a pretty good football team. And uh, we're glad they're back, to be quite honest. Super seniors is the term. And these kids really are super seniors, the two we're going to talk to, aren't they? Yep, no doubt. And, um, you know, their leadership is is what I love the most. I mean, look, I inherited them when I got here. Uh, The first guy I met was Chase, (laughs) right? And, you know, from when I first got here four years ago to right now solely as well, just w- watching them mature as young men and, and really being the voices of the team. And they have a strong voice in the locker room. Do you get a sense of what the moment will be like for you, 
for Chase and Kyle, for all your players, Zach Hill, the assistant coaches, when you take that field Thursday night and see 45, 50, 55,000 Sun Devil fans back in the stands for the first time in two years? It'll be a welcoming sight. There's no doubt about it. Um, we have a wonderful fan base here. And even the folks that come to this, uh, you know, now it's Tuesday, generally come Thursday night. I mean, doesn't matter what night. Now they be show here. up, and, and I think they, they want to see the football team play. I want to see the football team play, and I think the players want to play. I'm, I'm tired of talking to them. I have no more to say. I'm like done. I said, let's just go play, man. Yeah. So they want to play football, and I want to watch them. And you have a really talented football team on your hands this year. First of all, just a quick reference back to the super seniors, guys like Chase. Uh, what does that say about your program that so many of them were willing to come back an extra year, clearly because they know they can be a part of something special here this year? Well, I think you said it. Um, they understood that, you know, some of these guys are going to go to the NFL. I mean, we know that. And that's, that's what this program's about, about, you know, the pro model and all that. But, but with that being said, I think they enjoyed uh, the camaraderie that they've had together as a football team. And when the season was struck short for us, only four games, and the way we ended the season, winning two in a row, uh, I think they all got together. And I, I, I didn't know. I, I, I really didn't know when the season ended. And I said, we're going to lose a lot of guys or we're going to keep a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And these two guys, you know, Kind of tapped me and said, Coach, we're coming back. And I said, you guys? He said, no, we're all coming back. And I said, really? <laughs> That's something good. <laughs> That's a good thing, right? That's a and great it, thing. And to, to their credit, I mean, they got together as a senior group and said, look, we're going to come back and, and we're going to try to do something special here. What are your expectations of this team this year? My expectations have always been very simple. Is um, The first week of football, um, you kind of set the standard of, of what you want to try to be to become as a team, and then you build on it. And it's all about the preparation and then playing the game. The result takes care of itself and then preparing for the next week. And if we do it in the manner that I think we're capable of doing it, we're going to win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Now we've got to go do it. We've got to go do it. Yeah. Um, but um, the mindset of this team is that, that uh, those last two games we played, if, if we can just put that in a bottle and just play like that and get better every week, we're going to be hard to deal with. In American jurisprudence, I think there is a, a, a term known as discovery that attorneys uh, go through in preparing for trials. And to me, it seems like the first game of a season is an evening of discovery for you as a football coach. You're going to get your first chance to really learn what you got in this uh, 2021 Sun Devil team, isn't it? You're exactly right, because you have no control. You really don't. You get to make decisions, but the players, they, they control what they do on the field. And then that's where the coach and, and player trust come in. You know, you have to trust that they're going to do uh, what's required of them uh, on that certain play. And, um, you know, we have a team with, as you said, uh, with a bunch of seniors, especially on defense. Uh, the offensive line has played together. We've got some receivers now that kind of grown together. Uh, we've got three really good running backs. Now the offense has kind of been in play. It only played four games this offense, but but now all of a sudden, you know, we've had spring ball and we've practiced, but we haven't played yet. We have to go play now and find out what do we look like on the grass. I always say it's always on the grass. You leave mm-hmm. it on the grass, and then you figure it out. You look at it, you go, okay, and you're going to adjust here, adjust there. That's, that's yeah. the fun of it all. One of your favorite fra- one of my favorite phrases of yours is how you always say that a running game and defense will travel well. Yeah. And you, have, you had a running game last year, seventh in the nation, averaging 264 rushing yards per game. A running back in Rashad White, who led the nation, averaging 10 yards. This is an astounding figure. Yeah. 10 yards per carry. 
and uh, you had a defense that uh, that was the best scoring defense in the Pac-12 and returns virtually all its starters. That's a great way to. Uh, that's a great foundation to have for a team, isn't it? Well, when you when you pack a suitcase, you know you want to make sure you have the right things in that in, in you know in the suitcase, and, and those two things I think are important. If you can run the football, and if you have a defense that can take the ball away, and you have a good kicking game, that travels. And you don't need to big old, you know, some of these people have these big suitcases. You need a little suitcase. Just, just, just go play. And generally things work out for you. It also helps if you have a really good quarterback. And yeah. uh, all the years I've observed uh, Pac-12 football, it seems that every year the team that ends up going to or winning the Rose Bowl is a team that has a dynamic player under center. And you've got one of those in Jaden Daniels in his third year. What, in what areas do you hope to see Jaden take his game to that next plateau um leadership and, and it's kind of showed up tonight because he was actually supposed to be one of the guests on the show and um with this new thing they have where the you know the they can make some money with name image, likeness. well i told him <laughs> when it first started i said you know what you better do i said whatever you do you better make sure you take care of them offensive linemen so he didn't come tonight because he's feeding i asked him he came in my office you know he said coach i can't go i said you feeding the offensive line he said no coach i'm taking the whole offense I said, boy, that name, image, and likeness is doing you really good. <laughs> so he's taking them to dinner. They're taking the whole offense to dinner. Is he getting him one of his pizzas? Or no, 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 no. This, this is, is no pizza. Stuff. This is real meat. Now, so I, I got a feeling. <laughs> I, go. I don't know where he went. I don't want to know, but uh, good for him. But that leadership, uh, boy, you add that to uh, clearly he can throw the ball. Last year, we found out what a threat he can be with his legs, didn't we? He's sneaky. He's really sneaky. Um, he, he, he's a good runner with the ball in his hand. You worry about him because he's not the biggest guy, you know, but he, he doesn't take a lot of hits. He knows when the journey's over because I'm screaming at him when he leaves the pocket. I'm hollering, get, come over here, get over here, right? But um, he's sneaky. He, he, before you know when he's outside the pocket, you look at him running and he goes, he's covered 10 yards already. You know? he, he just has a, the ability to run, and he, he's really smart when he runs. He protects himself. And your only request of him this year is just score 40 points a game, right? Well, that's, you know, our offensive coordinators here, he'll talk about that. I don't want to. But but we got to help him. Yeah. We got to help him. And Mm -hmm. I think the defense has to do that. I have to be more aggressive, too, as a a head coach, is when we cross the 50 yard line. You know, I have to be, in my mind, when there's opportunities that present themselves where we can keep drives alive, I got to go, okay, go, and just turn my back and hope it works, right? As a former defensive back in the NFL, you have to be awfully proud of the secondary group that you have on this uh, team. A lot of people feel your secondary may be the strength of the entire football team. It's clearly one of your most experienced groups. A lot of talent, and um, it's kind of fun watching them uh, work every day in practice. And it's going to be fun watching them cover, I mean, because we're going to ask them to play a lot of man-to-man. We're going to try to play man-to-man, and we're going to try to knock the quarterback down, stop the run, play man-to-man, knock the quarterback down, and take the ball away. You got some stout guys up front, but uh, probably the uh, most uh, disappointing news of fall camp was uh, losing Jermaine Lole for the season with a torn triceps. Uh, a terrific young man, and our hearts go out to him, not only because of the injury, but this is a kid who lost his dad, lost a, a brother within the past 12 months, and now has to deal with the season-ending injury. And uh, I know you and uh, your staff and his teammates are there for him, but He's, he's going to be a big hole to fill in your uh, defensive no, front. No doubt. And, um, you know, he, he wants to be around the team. I had a good conversation with him and his mom. And he, he, he's going to be at practice. He's going to be on the sideline. He's going to be a part of our football team. And um, 
we need him. You know, he, he's a calming factor over there for those defensive linemen. And, and uh, it's a shame because, as you mentioned, all the things that have happened to him before this injury as uh, far as some deaths in the family. And, and mm-hmm. now he had to deal with this. But um, he's around a good group of, of, of players, right, of, sure. of his friends. And, and he feels very comfortable here. So it's, it's good to see him. His spirits are up. And he's going to be a big part of our team. Might he be one of your super seniors next year, perhaps? We will see. We will see. That's, that's always an option. He we always be. leave our options open. Speaking of leadership, uh, Kyle Soley here tonight. What does it say that two of your five captains are linebackers, Kyle and Darian Butler? What, do they, what does that group bring to your defense? Well, they say, like the offensive linemen, they're the smartest guys uh, on, the side, on each side of the ball, right? The offensive linemen is the smartest group in the linebackers. And it's, uh, kudos to the three linebackers. I don't think since spring and summer camp they have missed a practice. Wow. They just always kind of show up. They mm-hmm. just show up. You know? They're there. And, it's, and that's good because they're in the middle of our defense. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your kicking game going hey, into this season? Hey, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, we're gonna be, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Just kind of a couple times I won't look. But uh, we have some talented kickers. We do. Uh, Eddie's the the punter. Eddie kid, Schleitz, a, kid, a, yeah. a freshman. Really talented. Kid. Yeah, Tyler is. Um, he's got a powerful leg. Um, she's got to keep it in the uprights, you know. And it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. Our new holder now is uh, Ethan. Ethan is the holder. So Captain that hold, America. Yeah, Captain. He's the holder, you know. So we we got all these moving parts. Um, I've got constant confidence in them, but they haven't you know haven't done it. It's like anything else. You get and you got to put them in a position where they can have some early success. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole key. Just one quick aside. I can't believe it took me this long to realize it, but how weird is it for Arizona State University to have two high-profile athletes by the name of Ethan Long? The Sun Devil baseball team yeah. had one of the best sluggers in all of college baseball in Ethan Long, and you've got a great athlete, uh, quarterback. He's kind of your slash guy, uh, football Ethan Long from the state of Oregon. He really is in his – I saw that one day. This guy was hitting home. Ethan Long hitting home runs, and I said, "Did he? Does he play baseball?" That's the first thing. I said, he "Can't be playing baseball." He would have told me. And there's another Ethan Long. Yeah, that guy's a great athlete too. I guess I'm, what that, I'm hearing. There are two two dandy athletes yeah. at Arizona State. Well, folks, game day like it's the only day with a nice cold Coors Light, an official beer of ASU, made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Lots more to come on tonight's season-opening edition of All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Arizona State Offensive Coordinator Zach Hill will drop by later on in the hour. But up next, we're going to chat with two of the captains of this 2021 Sun Devil football team as linebacker Kyle Soley and defensive back Chase Lucas will join us. But first, let's take a timeout here on the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's start the second quarter of All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. Sun Devil fans, have you heard about Return to Chill? This is your chance to instantly receive two Sun Devil football tickets to an upcoming game and to be included in a grand prize drawing for a VIP experience at the ASU U of A game this coming Saturday, November 27th. Stop by any Circle K to pick up a 12-pack or larger of Coors Light or from the Blue Moon family and get all the details. Forks up. Welcome back to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light as we talk Arizona State football 
on this Tuesday evening. I'm Tim Healy, your host, inviting you to come on by and join us here at the Lodge Sasquatch Kitchen at First and Farmer in Tempe. During the main part of the season, we'll be here on Thursday nights, but with the season opener against Southern Utah coming up this Thursday, we are here on a Tuesday. Time now to meet tonight's player guests, two of the Sun Devils captains for 2021, two of the leaders of the Sun Devil defense, and two homegrown talents for Arizona State football. First, a young man who by season's end may end up occupying a unique spot in the Sun Devil football history books. After all, has there ever been a five-year starter in the history of ASU football? This will be his fifth season as a starting cornerback. And, in fact, if he starts nine games this year, he will break Dexter Davis's all-time ASU record for most career starts. Dexter Davis having started 47 games from 2006 to 2010 as a defensive lineman, a product of Chandler High School. Please welcome our guest tonight, cornerback Chase Lucas to the show. Chase, how you doing, bud? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me, man. Great to have you on, as always. Joining Chase, another of the uh, his fellow captains this year, this young man was an honorable mention all-Pac-12 pick last year when he was the Devils' second-leading tackler. And he is from athletic powerhouse Saguaro High School in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. We welcome linebacker Kyle Soley to the show. How you doing, Kyle? Good. Thank you for having me. You got your uh, warm-up at the uh, kickoff luncheon, both of you, the other day. And now we're, uh, we're going to grill you again. But uh, I'm so glad to have both of you here. And, Kyle, I want to start with you, just if you would, uh, we got Coach Herm to talk about it at the beginning of the show, but from a player's perspective, what was the 2020 season like for you guys? All that you had to go through, I mean, I don't know if fans realize these guys had to get up early in the morning and get COVID tested every single day, uh, all that you had to go through just to play the game you love. What was that experience like for you and the guys? Yeah, I think it was a lot harder than people uh, can even imagine, you know, waking up a little earlier every day, and uh, you got to get those tests in or else uh, you're not going to be eligible to play, so... Um, definitely add a little more strain for the season, but excited for this year to get going, and hopefully uh, we won't have any of those uh, COVID um, obstacles. Boy, we keep our fingers crossed, don't we all? Uh, uh, Chase, you're one of the super seniors, as we talked about in the first segment. You could have you could have finished it up and uh, called it a career and gone on and played on Sundays, but uh, you're one of the uh, super group that elected to come back for this year. What are some of the things that motivated you to return for this year? Uh, really what Coach Herm said, man, I just, I love the group. I love the people that are in the locker room. Like, me and Kyle are brothers to the day we go underneath, you know what I mean? So it's like, it was a no-brainer at that point. I had a good team coming with me. I had a, all my boys coming back with me. I'm like, man, I just need to go finish this thing off and, and give Coach Herm a, a Rose Bowl or a Pac-12 championship. So, I mean, that's the that's really the goal. Um, and I think that we got the, the unit and the um, everything to do it. I want to give a shout-out to one of the unsung members of the Sun Devil football uh, program. Uh, Jerry Neely is the guy that keeps all you guys in the best-looking equipment every single practice, every single day. And I heard you, I think it was at Pac-12 Media Day in July, give Jerry a shout-out that you had a conversation with him yeah. that partly inspired you to come back. No, definitely. He, uh, it, Me and Jerry have always been close. He was really hard on me my first year. You know, when you're a freshman and you redshirt and you don't really get all the things that the seniors and, you know, the guys <laughs> that are playing get. So he always gave me a hard time, but he was always real genuine with it. So I had asked him uh, when we were out or when we got done with Oregon State, like, how, yo, Jerry, I don't know what to do, man. Like, I'm still kind of confused. I'm hearing a whole bunch of things. And he was like, man, well, what do you want to do? Like, how do you want to be remembered? Kind of like, what do you want to do? Like, 
And I told him, I was like, I just want to be legendary here. I just want everybody to know who I am, you know, know that I'm just a, a, a for-the-team kind of guy. So when he told me, I said, man, it's a no-brainer, man. I just got to come back and finish this thing off right. So, And I'm glad that I'm from here, man. It's, it's, I've been getting a lot of love. Uh, you know, I've been getting stopped in Safeway and <laughs> Walmart and all that. Everybody tell me, thank you for staying home, man, and then running away. It's like, man, I, it's, a great, it's just a great experience. I'm just truly blessed to have it. And how cool both of you guys playing uh, in your hometown. And, uh, Kyle, we talked about the expectations on this team. What do you guys expect of yourselves, and how do you think as a group you're going to handle those expectations this year? Yeah, I think the whole team has high expectations for ourselves. Um, we're all going to do anything we can to win and get to our goals. You know, a Pac-12 championship and a Rose Bowl championship, uh, you know, everyone's going to hold each other accountable to that and make sure we're doing the work every day to get to that goal. Chase, uh, we talked about the veteran nature of this ASU team, and there's no more veteran unit than your secondary. All four starters are seniors. You have uh, experience uh, across the board coming back. In fact, came up with an interesting nugget today. Arizona State's defensive backs will enter this season with a combined 123 career starts, and that is the second most in the football bowl subdivision only indiana has more i think they've got 138 with their dbs give us your scouting report of your secondary this year it's ah man it's it's just so much talent across the board you know first you got to start with the quarterback of the defense and him him and i was just talking to uh, kyle when we were sitting down man him and uh dre pierce they're the quarterbacks of the defense they andre pierce yeah yeah man he's just <laughs> he's ap son so we joke about it we joke a lot and say man you've been learning coverages since you were five years old or something <laughs> so like Anytime there's a question being uh, brought up in the meetings, he's always the first to answer it. And he's a great athlete. You know, he's been starting since uh, Boise State when he was a fre- or freshman or a retro freshman or something like that. Um, then you got Evan Fields, the thumper, man. He's the nail, man. You know, he just, he's just going around hitting people, and he will do his job. And that's what I love about Evan. He got a high motor. Uh, he'll do anything to – he'll sacrifice his body limb for limb for all of us. And I just – you know, that's, some, that's something that you always got to back up on the defense. Like, if he's going to dish it out, then we got to dish it out as well. So, And then we got Jack Jones, man. And he, I, I've told everybody this. Um, since he came in, what was it, two or three years ago, he's made me look at the game a whole lot differently. You know, he's, a, he's just an instinctual player. He's probably one of the best athletes I've ever seen in my life, man. His hips, uh, everything he does is just with the quick twitch. It's, it's just remarkable what he can do. Um and I believe that with with the unit that we got, and especially with the linebackers like Kyle and, and D. Black and, and Merlin, it's it's going to be scary to get past us, man. Especially going past the ten yard line. And, and, and the new thing that we were just talking about. So if you guys see it in the game, when it's third down, we're going to call it the money down. And so we're going to all throw up the signs. And so <laughs> and we're trying to we're trying to get it uh, with the sound and video guys to make a cha-ching sound yeah. on third downs, man. So. It's time to go make some money this year, and I think, you know, it, 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 we're about to go do that. For, our, for our listeners at home, Chase was uh, rubbing his fingers together like you do <laughs> when you anticipate the little cha-ching action. We're greedy, man. We're greedy in the secondary and the front seven as well. Kyle, uh, your scouting report on your linebackers, you, Merlin Robertson, Darian Butler. Darian and you are captains, and that's a veteran uh, season group, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think Darian Butler, you know, he's the tone setter. Uh, just much like Evan Fields, uh, he's coming downhill all day, and uh, you're going to make sure you feel him during the game. Um, and then Merlin Robertson, you know, a veteran to the game, been starting since he's a true freshman, brings a lot of experience to the field. And then uh, with these guys behind us, you know, we feel like we got great protection behind us. And then up front, 
they keep us clean. It's going to be a good year for this defense, and I'm excited to put it to, to the field this Thursday. Boy, tough break for Jermaine Lovelay, though, isn't it? Man. Absolutely, man. Uh, have, his, have him in our prayers, and uh, looking forward to seeing his future career. Kyle, what, what did it mean to you, being from Saguaro High School, to uh, play here and then be elected a team captain? Uh, I think it means a lot. Um, I think Chase kind of can relate to this as well. You know, being a hometown guy, you see you know, Arizona State growing up, you always just want to see them win. You want to see them be great. And, uh, you know, being able to kind of give my my effort towards that uh, means everything. And I can't wait to just leave it all out on the field this year. And the extra bonus for you, you get to play with your brother. Kyle's a younger brother, Connor, is also a linebacker, and he's a pretty darn good football player too. How meaningful is that for you and your family? Yeah, it means everything. You know, we talked about that as kids. It was always a dream. Um, but now that it's reality, it's amazing. And uh, looking forward to seeing him grow as well, you know, in his career. He's got a, a lot of things to learn, but he's got a great upside. Chase, you've been a great hometown hero these last five years. What has it meant to you to play just down the road from uh, with the days when you were a Chandler Wool? It's, it's remarkable. Just the journey that I've had and, you know, the things that I had experienced and the coaches. And I think I've, I was telling somebody the other day I've had five defensive coordinators, and it's really crazy, man. It really is. Wow. Yeah, man. So, But when you think about it like that, it, it, it sounds bad, but I, lo- I just look at it as, like, learning steps, just learning stages. You know, I've had it home for four years, man, and it's I've looked at the game so differently. And that, there's a quote that I really love. That Herm used to tell me um, years ago, he's like, when you disrespect football, it will disrespect you back. You know, when you try to cheat football, it will cheat you back. And I, that just always stuck with me. Like, I don't like missing practice. Like he was talking about with our defense, or with our linebackers. So we hold everybody to a higher standard, a higher, uh, like, we just want to be great, man. And, I, and the thing that AP says a lot, too, he was like, you know, good is the enemy of great. So I, I'm done yeah. being good, man. I'm, I'm tired of people saying, oh, they had a good season we got to bump that up to being great, and I'm glad that I could be a part of it and just, you know, see people grow and, and, and have Herm and all these people, these beautiful people here, sh- see me grow. You know, it's been a, it's been a blessing, man. I, I, and I, let me I just say, it. your personal growth over the last five years has been awe-inspiring to me. You know, yeah, I've, I've you. watched you all along the way, and uh, your growth off the field is beyond what you've grown on the field, in my opinion, and you've grown into a great football player here. So Man, kudos to you, my dear friend. And uh, Kyle, what's it going to feel like when you take the field on Thursday night after playing one game at home last year in an empty stadium? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of buildup and to finally get to, you know, release it on the field. Uh, with only four games, you know, we kind of kind of felt like it cut our, our uh, potential short, you know. No one, no one got to see our full full potential as a team so excited for that and i can't wait for all of you guys to see what we've been working on this year we can't wait to watch you guys play as well great having you both on the show chase lucas kyle soley two great sun devils two of the captains on this asu football team fellas thanks for joining us thank, thank you. you hey uh game day like it's the only day with a nice cold coors light an official beer of asu made to chill and remember 21 means 21 Up next, you'll hear from the man in charge of the Arizona State offense, a group that averaged over 40 points per game last year and might be better this year. Offensive coordinator Zach Hill will drop by in a moment. You're listening to All Aboard with Herm Edwards, presented by Coors Light. Now, this time out on the Sun Devil Radio Network. This is All Aboard, presented by Coors Light. The third quarter. The Lodge in Tempe will be the home once again this season of Arizona State football coach Herm Edwards' weekly radio show, All Aboard, presented by Coors Light, our first show of the year, airing right now. 
We continue with this uh, broadcast from the Lodge. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for tonight's show. We're glad you joined us. In this segment, we're going to be joined by a gentleman who came to Arizona State in December of 2019. In fact, the last time we did a show here at the Lodge was a couple of weeks, maybe about a week, 10 days before the 2019 Sun Bowl game against Florida State. And this fellow had just been hired at Arizona State as offensive coordinator. His first season with the Sun Devils was shortened to just four games due to COVID-19. But in those four, the Devils averaged over 40 points per game and ranked seventh nationally in rushing offense. With most of the starters back, the proverbial sky would seem to be the limit for the potential of the ASU offense in 2021. We're happy to have offensive coordinator Zach Hill join us this evening. Zach, great to have you here. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. It's good Boy, to be back. It, it's, in a way, it seems like uh, just yesterday that we were talking over there on that show before the Sun Bowl, and in other ways, it seems like a lifetime, because literally almost a lifetime has happened. What's it been like uh, for you, uh, especially in your job, trying to install a new offense in a program and having so many stops and starts last year due to COVID? It's definitely been an interesting ride, for sure, you know, and, and just thinking all the way back to you know, last year, last time I was on the show and, and just, you know, what has happened in the last, uh, whatever, year and a half and, you know, being able to play four games and, you know, a spring ball, we get through that first spring ball, you know, go halfway and, you know, now now we're, you know, through this spring ball and fall camp and, you know, a lot of practices, but we haven't played a lot of games yet, you know, and so uh, it's exciting for the for the guys, for the coaches, for the fan base to finally be back into a game week, into a season. And uh, but man, it's 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 been an interesting ride. You that, know? That's for sure. And it's got to be exciting for you just to. I would imagine you're itching at the bit just to see what your offense can do with these players here at Arizona State. Definitely. You know, we've got a bunch of guys that are very talented. Uh, great group of guys. It's a very motiv- motivated squad. You know, both sides. And it's and it's fun hearing the the defensive guys talk and. You know, in practice, we, we battle each other, and, and now it's finally time to, to get to another team and, and see those guys get let loose on the field. But, you know, offensively, there's there's a lot of guys out there that we can distribute the ball to. Jaden's doing a great job, you know, with that. And, uh, you know, again, just finally getting to a game day and letting these guys loose. How do you feel the installation of your offense has gone through fall camp, and how what, what do you think is the player's comfort zone with uh, executing your schemes? Sure, yeah. I mean, we've, we've come a long ways, you know, since – we installed a new offense, and uh, I just remember the first spring when we were out there, and everybody's, you know, shifts and motions and all these new things, and everybody's eyes are wide, and you know, now we're to the point where they they get it, they get the offense, they get the operation, and uh, how we prepare, and um, they're doing a great job of it. You know, I think they're excited to see the the product of all the work and all the. Uh, time and the hours that they spent with, either on Zooms or on, you know, in person or in practice and, mm-hmm. and they're finally being able to go out there and do, do their thing. A lot of times, teams, uh, you wonder if they're going to be a little bit vanilla in early season games. But I heard you say the other day that you're not going <laughs> to hold anything back, are you? Yeah, we, we take uh, you know that approach every game offensively. I mean, it doesn't matter who you play. You may have a different game plan and different sure. you know, things that you're trying to do, but Ultimately, you know, we want to score points and, and we want to be an exciting offense, and we've got the players to, to do that. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna have fun in each game and utilize uh, utilize the talents of those guys. The starter at, at quarterback is a great place to begin in the conversation. Uh, in what areas uh, have you seen the most growth in Jaden Daniels from the time you arrived on campus till now? 
And to double up on a question I asked Herm, where would you like to see him uh, improve even more and take that next step in his evolution? Sure. Yeah, I mean, physically, he's done a, a very good job of working on his fundamentals. As we change his footwork around a little bit, his drops and his stance. Um, he's looking much more comfortable in the pocket. And, um, you know, so from a physical standpoint, you know, I think he's throwing the ball really well and he's feeling good within that offense, you know, mentally and, and just from a social standpoint and how he conducts himself, you know, around the offices or, you know, coming in and watching film or asking questions or, you know, his leadership abilities, you know, all those are growing as well and trying to trying to learn how to be a professional, you know, how to do it the right way at the college level. And then then he's able to take that into the to the next level, hopefully having a quarterback that can run as well as Jaden does. That's quite a weapon for you, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this day and age with the you know, quarterbacks that can create escape pressure, it really makes it hard for a defense because you know, they could even be right with a, with a certain call, and maybe they you know bring a pressure that we can't protect, and, and you got a quarterback that can get out of it and work a scramble drill or go go you know get some. Um, it, it's a huge factor, you know. And, and Jaden is just so so slippery and just so athletic. Um, you know, he's a he's a big problem for the defenses. A lot of the conversation in preseason relative to the offense has to do with your wide receiver group and who in that group will emerge as go-to targets for Jaden. Uh, Zach, give us your overview of the receiver group, how you feel they progressed through camp, and maybe a couple of guys that you think might be able to fill that role, uh, yeah. those roles this year. I think that whole group of guys are going to be very productive for us. I think that room is going to be very productive. Um, you know, but you know, th- there's not a ton of experience overall as far as stats out of those guys yet. But they're hungry and they're excited. You know, they're they're a competitive group of guys that. Um, you know, want more opportunities. And finally now we're, we're able to be in the games and, and see who emerges. But, you know, I mean, guys that have been very consistent, um, you know, Ricky has, has done a very good job. Ricky Pearsall. Ricky right. Pearsall, yep, has mm-hmm. done a very good job of being consistent. And, and a guy, you know, you can trust and we can move him around. And, you know, Johnny Wilson obviously provides a, uh, a threat in a lot of different ways with his size and athleticism. Um, you know, we've got some, some guys with some speed with Dre and, and – um, you know, GP and um, LV was a very productive guy for us last year, even being a freshman. You know, and a lot of these guys are young guys, but they they play like veterans. They 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 have that confidence in themselves to be able to go out there and uh, you know be successful. And so I, I think overall that that whole group of guys is going to be. Um, they're, they're pushing each other. They're excited to get out on the field. While your wide receiver group was starting to feel its oats in uh, their first taste of action last year, and as they uh, start uh, developing this year, it's great that you can lean on a running game that features three terrific runners and a seasoned veteran offensive line. Talk about the comfort zone that gives you as a play caller. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line has come a long ways. You know, in, in the last uh, couple of years, we've got some more depth than we've had. <clears throat> and those guys, you know, having some, some grad transfers that have helped out last year and, and had a few games, and then they're able to stay, and you know, this year as well. And um, we feel very good about our offensive line and the, those, those guys uh, up front, you know, both in the run game and protection. And then the backs, I mean, those guys are awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a great group of guys. Coach Iguano does an amazing job with those guys. And um, they're always ready to go. They practice extremely hard. They've got very good habits. Um, they're they're very well respected and they're very well liked. You know, in in that uh, in that locker room. You know, so not only are they very extremely talented, but they're also great guys and great leaders for us. Rashad White, 
Diamante, Trainum, uh, Daniel, and Gata, three guys that seem to get along with each other. How would you uh, uh, thumbnail sketch each of those fellas? They really uh, feed off each other, you know, and, and they, they provide different attributes, you know, to our offense, um, and they help each other out. You know, it's a competitive group of guys, but it's not – combative at all i mean it's they're they're there for each other and they're you know helping each other out and um it's fun to see you know it's fun to see that um team mentality and they just want to see the team succeed but you know they're they're different you know chip chip's obviously a bigger back he's a powerful guy that that um you know can break tackles and he's got good balance and great in protection and then you got rashad who's got some really good speed and, and good hands out of the backfield and, and kind of provides that elusive uh factor for us and and daniel is um, you know, kind of that sneaky athlete, you know, where mm-hmm. he's, he's, you know, he kind of gets hidden back there a little bit with his size, but he, he still has good power. He runs with strength. Uh, he's got good hands out of the backfield and is, is a, you know, one of those elusive guys that, um, you know, provides, you know, a lot for our offense too. Tight end has always been a position of significance in your offenses, and I know that that's going to be the case at Arizona State. And you have an intriguing uh, mix of talent in that position room, don't you? Sure. Yeah, we do. Yeah, and uh, Coach Woods doing a great job with those guys. You know, right now through <clears throat> through fall camp and you know into this uh, first game, and and so you know Curtis Hodges is is uh, you know emerged as that guy that. Um, has some ability to, to make those big catches a very good pass receiver you know and um is can still be physical in the run game obviously provides you know a big target for Jaden, you know over the middle and and uh, in the pass game and you know and then we added a few to the mix in case hatch you know is that tight end mm-hmm. slash fullback type that's jack uh, of all trades kind yeah of guy. exactly the swiss army knife and, and he can <laughs> He's, he's, he's great wherever he is, you know, and, and even though he's not the biggest guy, he, he does provide a spark for our offense, you know, great leadership. The guys respect him. He works his butt off all the time, um, and so he'll be a, a fun, productive guy for us too. Um, and then uh, Jalen Conyers, who just, you know, joined us. And, um, from Oklahoma. From Oklahoma, yep. Uh, and then Stivers from, from Harvard, who was here last year. And, and just went on scholarship. Good for and, John. And did, yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Was, it was great to see him uh, you know, get on scholarship. I know he's extremely excited about that. But those guys all have some different talents, you know, and Jalen's trying to you know learn the offense as quick as he can. And, um, you know, he's an athletic guy that can, that can you know, catch the ball really well. And, and uh, you know, he's learning the, the attributes of that tight end position, which, which there's a lot to it. Your opponent, Southern Utah, will already have a game under their belt. They opened against San Jose State the other night and lost uh, 45-14. And the Spartans were successful with chunk plays. I think they averaged 23 yards per pass completion in that game. Uh, what's, uh, what are you, what's your take on their defense, on Southern Utah's defense from what you've seen? And uh, uh, what type of uh, – what, what are you expecting to see from your offense on uh, Thursday night? Sure. Um, you know, it's it's always nice to see a first game, uh, but then, you know, there's gives and takes with that. You know, mm-hmm. they obviously have one under their belt um, where they can kind of settle in a little bit more and, and learn from that first game. You know, we we are just jumping into our first game, so we're, there's there's still that um, you know unsureness of, of what's truly going to happen and getting that first game out. But um, you know, they've got a good defense. They they've got some good good secondary guys. Their corners I thought played really well in that game and. Um, you know, they've got some guys, you know, num- number eight, they're, they're middle linebacker, they're, they're uh, boundary inside guys, <clears throat> a very talented kid that can, mm-hmm. that can run and um, obviously has some accolades at that level. And, um, you know, it, it'll be a defense that's very hungry to, to come here and play a Pac-12 tw- uh, school and, 
you know, enjoy that experience, and sure. I'm sure they're going to be fired up to, to give us their best. Absolutely, and uh, that number eight Zach's referring to, I'm going to try to pronounce his name in the final segment because <laughs> I think it's the uh, toughest name that I've had to uh, try to master in 24 years <laughs> of doing this, but the kid is an FCS All-American. Yeah, So uh, he's a really, really good player. Finally, Zach, what's it going to be like for you seeing fans in the stands on Thursday? Love it. Can't wait. Excited. I know all the coaches are, all the, the players are, the fan base is. I mean, it's, it's good to get back to real football and feel that energy on game day. Sure is indeed. Zach, great to have you on the show. Come back again. Always good to have you. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate Sun it. Sun Devil Offensive Coordinator Zach Hill, our guest on this segment. Even a devil needs time to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Edwards will rejoin me in a moment as we look ahead to the Sun Devil season opener against Southern Utah. But first, these messages on the Sun Devil Radio Network. The fourth quarter is next on All Aboard with Sun Devil head football coach Herm Edwards. We thank you for joining us this evening on our first installment of All Aboard with Coach Herm, presented by Coors Light for the 2021 season. And don't forget, fans, game day like it's the only day with an ice cold Coors Light, an official beer of ASU made to chill. And remember, 21 means 21. Coach Herm Edwards rejoins me now. I'm Tim Healy. Glad you could be with us. And Herm, before we continue, if I could, a quick personal aside. I just wanted to give a shout out to a member of our studio audience who's here tonight, my son Joe is here for uh, the first time. There you go. Joe Healy, the host of one of the all-time great podcasts in North America, Speak of the Devils, just celebrated a 10th anniversary. And the reason I gratuitously bring up the mention of my son uh, coming to the show is he gave me a really interesting little tidbit today, dropped by the house, we were chatting, and he said when you play Southern Utah on Thursday that we think Arizona State will have played every FCS and FBS school in the four corner states of Arizona, Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico when you play Southern Utah. A little, uh, little nugget for our fans to chew on. Well, How about that? Huh? Yeah, your son is kind of taking after you, right? All these nuggets you throw out, he's man, throwing you oh, some man. nuggets, right? He, he's, he should be a fan of the Denver Nuggets mm-hmm. with uh, stuff like that. But uh, he is, uh, I am very proud of him. He, he is passionate about Arizona State football, as we all are, and we all can't wait for Thursday night when your team takes on southern utah uh, a team that as we mentioned uh lost its opener to san jose state they're in the big sky conference and they played a spring schedule last year because of covid and they were one in five in that spring schedule but every loss they had was close very, very competitive football team um, do, they, they do a lot of things on offense um, where they can make your eyes um, unsettled if you're not keying on your your certain uh, things that you're supposed to key on as a mm-hmm. defender. Uh, defensively, uh, Zach has just mentioned um, they've got some, some corners that play. They play a lot of man-to-man. They play a lot of man-to-man, bring some pressure, bring five-man pressure. But offensively, quarterback does a nice job of getting the ball out of his hand. And they're, they're trying to run the ball a little bit more than they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got out of sorts against San Jose State. They got down early, and then they had to throw it a lot. But I, I would think they would try to come in and, and, and play balanced football and you know, they've got some, some wide receivers that can catch the ball, and the quarterback's very accurate, doesn't turn over a whole lot. They've got a, a nice set of running backs. Uh, so it's going to be interesting uh, how they decide to, to, to play us offensively. And Zach made a good point in talking about the fact that by having a game under their belt, there, there's something to be said for that. Even if it's a loss, 
they've had game competition, uh, I would think they'd be a lot more settled in uh, what they want to do at, in game two. Well, they've played. And, and that's always gives you a little bit, uh, I won't say an advantage, but you're more comfortable after you've played a game. and You can kind of reset how you look on offense, defense, and special teams. For us, uh, our, our big issue is not an issue so much as is keeping our passion at the right level and not become emotional. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep trying to calm them down because, you know, I, I know these guys. I've been around them now, and, and, and I know where they're at. They want to play. They want to play. You're not going to win the game in the first quarter. Uh, you, you just have to play consistent every quarter. And eventually, if you just understand that, it kind of takes – the game will take care of itself. But, but you have to do things right, right? And, and you can't all of a sudden get into a game where you're, you're, you're self-destructing on your own behalf mm-hmm. by making right. mistakes or turning a ball or it's just silly things that happen. And that's why every coach in the history of ever coaching football, the first game is kind of like – okay, we're going to figure out who we are. We're going to kind of find out some things, right? And so that's what I'm kind of looking forward to uh, when we walk into the ball yard Thursday night. Well, as advertised, we're going to give it a go here. They do have a really good player. He's number eight. He's kind of like a Pat Tillman type, an undersized, almost like a linebacker safety hybrid, uh, number eight. And uh, his first name is La Akea. And his last name, it's, uh, it's a hyphenated name because of two different families involved. But the last name, I think I've got it here, it's Kaho Ohanohano Davis. Mm-hmm. La Akea Kaho Ohanohano Davis. Uh, after first mention, we're probably just going to reference him as Davis. But uh, he's, he's a good player. He's a first-team FCS All-American this year. Shows up all the time uh, on tape. You can watch him. Um, they bring him a lot. Uh, as far as the, f- the fifth rusher, um, but but he statistically is is is, is their best player. Zach's uh, makes a lot of tackles in space, so you got to keep your eye on number eight. You figure out where he's at, and you can probably figure out there's probably going to be some pressure coming if he's starting get nosy at the line of scrimmage. You've always said uh, that the best teams are the teams that kind of run themselves with strong internal leadership. He thinks you've got that team right now, don't you? I do. I think what you try to do with any football team that I've been involved in, whether it being a head coach, an assistant coach, or even a player, is that the coach, you know, he gives you this roadmap of, of where you want to go. Uh, but then eventually, um, and I say this, and my daughter's about ready to drive, <laughs> you, 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 give them this, you give them the car keys and say, okay, you get to drive the car. You know, and, and, and that's what you want out of your football team. You want the players to have ownership in it. And these guys have ownership in this football team. They've, as Chase just said, and in solely, they've been here for a long time. And they're, they're hometown products. I mean, you know, they've watched Arizona State when they were little kids. Like, like Zach's two kids. You know, they, they've been involved in there. They know who the Sun Devils are. Mm-hmm. And they decided to stay home and play here. And they decided to come back. That's a good thing. That's a good thing for our program. But, but it's really, for me, I couldn't be more happy for them. They decided to come back because I think they understand we, we have the makings of a good football team. Now we've got to go do it. You know, we can all talk about it, but you've got to go do it. You've got to do it on the grass. And Thursday we start. We start our journey. And um, once that's set, then it's just a matter of every week building on it. And the journey starts Thursday night, and our coverage on the Sun Devil Radio Network begins at 5 p.m. The Sun Devil Tailgate Show with Jeff Munn and Jordan Simone. They'll be broadcasting from the Santan Ford Club on the East Concourse of the Stadium. 
Jordan and 1987 Rose Bowl MVP Jeff Van Raphorst will join me for the play-by-play kickoff at 7.44 Thursday night. Our thanks to our great engineer, Sean Crespin, back with us once again this year. Thanks to Sean Mitchell and uh, Jeff Darge for their assistance as well. And from Sun Devil Football, a big thank you to Nate Wainwright and Kyle Gray for their help, and thanks to the folks at the Lodge. Best of luck, Herm. Thank you, my friend. And thanks for we'll, all the fans coming out, too. And we'll see you a week from Thursday for our next show here at the Lodge on September 9th. Till then, for Herm Edwards, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for listening. So long, everybody.